Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we want to ask you a question. Each of you want to ask you a question. And I want you to answer that question uh, in, in, in the way that moves you. And I could call any of you uh, up and ask you that question, and, and it could be a great, great uh, service, but I didn't ask you uh, first. So I won't call you up, James. I'll just, you know, let you stay. Okay, there, that's good. And, um, but I will ask this question. What does Christmas mean to me? That's the question that I want each, each of you to ask yourself. What does Christmas mean to me? What really does it mean to me? And uh, in all honesty, what would be great is that we don't give necessarily uh, what somebody else would give or what we think somebody else might want to hear. But what does it really mean to me? That's what I want to share this morning. And I asked one person ahead of time uh, what Christmas meant to them. And I would like Joshua Oker to come up and tell the body what it really means to him. And while he's doing that, I'm, I, since I know who's here, I'll ask maybe somebody else to come up. I don't know. So be ready. <laughs> so Pastor called me, I think, uh, Thursday. So and asked me this question, what does Christmas mean to me? And I tried answering and said, okay, you'll be coming up Sunday to say it in front of the church. <laughs> so here I am um, to tell you what Christmas means to me. Uh, Christmas, uh, what it means to me, has, I should say, has been refined through the years. Growing up, um, having 25th come, 26th, celebrating, and Christmas with Christ in it, more of the celebration than the Christ, but growing the Lord, as um, the book of Psalms says, the entrance of your word gives understanding or gives light and understanding to the simple. So we'll be going over the word of God over, coming to church over and over, have the Christmas message preached, have helped me um, balance my thought of Christmas. I do understand and if um, I believe most of you know that Christmas as the celebration of Christ is not by the calendar necessarily the day that Christ was given birth to, but it's the day that we recognize so that we can celebrate the life of Christ coming onto this earth. And interestingly, and maybe that's why it was put at this day, it coincides with the end of the year. Christmas 25th, you've got like seven more days or maybe a week. It depends on how it falls. If 25th falls on Thursday or Friday, you have that day off. Before you know, you have another day off. It's the 1st of January. You, you, you have a, so, growing up, 
for me, when he said Christmas, it meant from 25th to the 1st of January. Christmas wasn't just the day. It's Christmas. It's the holidays. It's all over. But one thing I realized with celebrating the end of the year and also coinciding with Christmas as a Christian and also understanding the love of God, when we come to church here, there's one thing we do. We say the blessings. The Lord be with you, be gracious to you. His face shine upon you. If we've made it through the year, if the Lord has kept us through sicknesses, bad things, heartbreaks, um, things that bother you or whatever, the Lord has kept you at least through the year. So Christmas, we're talking about Christ and also stepping back. It's also a time to give thanks to the Lord that he has been gracious to us as we've always asked for his blessings. As the book of Psalms says, that is the Lord who keeps, uh, who will preserve you, your going in and your coming out. So it is a good time to be thankful to the Lord. It's a good time to be thankful for your family. If they are still here, be thankful for them. If they are not here, be thankful that at least the Lord brought them into your life. You had a chance to live this life with them. So it's a time to be thankful for the Lord for all that he's done for us. And even be thankful that he's going to start a new year with us. So Christmas, to me, is a time of being, uh, having time of Thanksgiving. We just celebrated it, but it is a season to be thankful, to still be here, to be thankful, to have another time, to continue another year. And um, going into the main purpose, which I just mentioned, that we know it's not the birthday of Christ, but it's the day we recognize so that we can celebrate it. So um, to me, it also helps in strengthening my faith. So, um, as a Christian, and we as Christians, um, there's always the argument or thoughts which come, and the Bible talks about it as the pastor was preaching to um, last week, like we, we talk about not wrestling against flesh and blood, and then he says the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, and then we pull down strongholds, our, our thoughts or sayings which are against the word of God. So always there are things we try to convince us that our faith is wrong. Um, trusting this word of God, this Bible, maybe we are deceived. We don't know what we're doing. For me, Christmas gives me more uh, faith in this word of God because the word of God promised Christ. And as in the book of Isaiah, when he spoke to the king Ahaz, or as I would say in my language, Ahaz, not A, ah. so, um He said, as for a sign, he said the sign will be that the virgin will give birth. And uh, we can see the book of Matthew also confirmed that the virgin gave birth to Christ. And he said his name shall be Emmanuel, God be with us. And then with God being with us, he says he shall deliver his people from their sins, Israel, and also to the extent said, the Gentiles, those who dwell in darkness. And if you are not uh, an Israelite, we are all Gentiles in this room. Those who dwell in the darkness have seen the great light, turn away, follow God. So if this word of God was really confirmed in Christ and there are records outside the Bible, I know the word of God is true. He says it's, uh, all that we need is here. But we have historical records outside the Bible confirming Christ. It gives me 
a strong faith in the word of God. It's not just something I'm reading or somebody wrote somewhere. But I believe as the inspired word of God and what happened, Christ came so I can have faith in what I read. I can have faith in trusting God through Christ. I can have faith as Christ said that all those who are weary and are heavy laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. As he says in the book of Matthew chapter 11, 28. So all those weary, heavy laden from, from sin, from the worries of the world, from all that we struggle, that we need God to be. Cast your care upon me, for I, for I care for you, as the book of Peter says. So if I struggle with casting my care on Christ, I go to Christmas and say, yes, this Christ really came to this earth, as the word of God promised. And if he's saying I should cast my care, though I've cast my care and I'm not seeing the results, but it's going to happen and I should keep on trusting him. From Isaiah prophesying Christ to when Christ came, by history and looking at the Bible, we're looking at about 700 years. I know we don't have 700 years each to live on this earth, but the Lord in his time, 700 years from when he prophesied to that time might be what a timeline was. For our life, we have different timelines, and I believe if we cast our cares on him, he will fulfill it in our, uh, our life timeline. So for me, Christmas is a time to have faith in this word because what this word said happened. It talked about Christ. He came. His deeds were recorded. So if there's anything at all for me to go back to say, okay, there's so much here. Is there anything that I can point to with historical references that can say, hey, what do you believe in? Hold on to it. I say, there's Christmas. There's Christ. He came. And I say, the blessings of God, which has always been said upon me, the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine over you and be gracious to you. And his countenance be on you and keep you. Yes, he has kept me, my family, and we are alive. And we thank him through the good and the bad, for he has made us see the end of the year. He has made us have another opportunity to celebrate the coming of Christ. So that is, to me, what Christmas means. Thank you. Yet, I'm going to give you a little more opportunity then, because I'm going to say what it means to me, and I can cut it short. And I want to hear, because I, w- I would like to hear from some of you also. Really, I, I really would. I just didn't uh, want to put you on the spot by calling you uh, to ask you to do that, because uh, if you weren't planning on coming, then that would be, you might not want to tell me. So I uh, said, so I'm not going to call anybody. I know Joshua going to be there. Uh, so I asked him. But really, seriously, uh, if you're willing, I would like for you to tell the people, because we're not talking just to us. We're talking to people we don't know where, um, but people tune in. They really do. And because somebody told me, and I didn't know, I said, oh my goodness gracious. What does Christmas mean to me? Well, one of the things that I wanted to share is that I'm the type of person that I want to know the, I want to really know the truth. And 
I've been told many things over my lifetime, many things uh, that people say was true. But then it turned out not true. And I couldn't hold anything to really uh, say this is true because such and such person said this is true. And they have education. They know what they're talking about. Uh, so that this, that's, that's true. And I found out that, that uh, people, no matter how educated they are and how much they've been taught, sometimes what they've been taught uh, is not really true because they change it. And that this, I'm in the educational background. I have an educational background. And they would change things uh, from year to year. They would change what they said the year before. And I watched teachers grow up uh, as I was, I was teaching as a young fellow. I watched people live, retire, and die. And didn't have much happiness whatsoever. Uh, after they die, after they retire, and I said, I don't want that to happen to me. Uh, there's got to be something more to it than that. So I had a search for the truth. That's what I wanted to search for. And then when I started coming to this church, uh, they opened the Word of God and started teaching. And even though I believed in God, I really didn't know whether Everything in here was the truth. Uh, or whether somebody wrote it in there, like many of the books that were given to me to teach and to read through the years. So that's what I was in a search for, and that's one of the things that Christmas means to me. That uh, Jesus... It says in, let's look at John, chapter 14, the Gospel of John, verse 6. Let's look there. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And I was thinking that well, he said he is the truth. He's the, also, he's the way. He's the life. I want eternal life. I don't want to die and go to hell, be in fire and brimstone. I want to have eternal life. And it says that no one, no one comes to the Father but through me. That's what the word says. And as I start, kept reading and, and studying and, and asking questions, then um, I found out other things. And I said, wow, uh, what he says is true because Joshua just said it, that, that historically we know that Jesus came. Jesus came to this earth. And so, in Matthew, let's look at Matthew, chapter 24, verse 35. 
It says, heaven and earth will pass away. And, and see, I didn't know that. Uh, growing up or uh, being a young man, I didn't know that the earth um, was going to pass away. I thought the earth was going to be here forever. You know? and, and I might not be on it, of course, because people live a certain amount of years and then they die. But the earth is going to be here. But, but then the word says that it's going to pass away. And of course now I know and learn that, that the word of God is inerrant. It's no error whatsoever in it. I don't care what anybody say about, well, this doesn't matter. This is contradicting this and all this. There's nothing in this Bible, in the proper context, is error. It's true. And he says, but my word will not pass away. Even though hell, heaven and earth will pass away. And we, we can probably believe about, you know, this earth maybe. But heaven, you know, the heavenly world, everything's going to pass away. He said, but my word, my word is not going to pass away. That really encouraged me, and that's what I think about when I think about Christmas, because the truth came, the truth lived, the truth died, the truth rose again, the truth is alive now. And so therefore, I know that Christmas means to me that the truth is still living, the truth is still going on, there is nothing going to pass away from what he said. And I said, well, that's what I really uh, going to hang my hat on. I'm going to really think that, that Christmas is important for many reasons. There's many reasons for me other than one I'm going to give you. And it's because I want the truth. I don't want lies. I don't want uh, uh, man lies because I've said things, and I truly meant those things. I truly meant to do those things, but it, it turned out I didn't do it. And I don't know whether that's ever happened to you. You say something, you say you're going to do something, but you end up not doing it. It might be because you can't do it. It might be because, you, you know, uh, something happened to prevent you from doing whatever situation. But regardless, your word was not true. And that's happened. That's happened. And I'm sure you know uh, what I'm talking about because we can, we can uh, take an oath. We can say something and we can said in the presence of many witnesses and in the presence of God and still don't mean it. We mean, we mean it at that time. Otherwise, we wouldn't stand up before a minister and people and say 
till death do us part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know that there's a lot of people in the church as well as outside the church who said the vows of marriage and for one reason or another, it was not to death do a part of them. It was not. But when Jesus says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Never. He means it. Nothing going to stop it. Heaven and earth can't stop it. Devils can't stop it. Demons can't stop it. Nobody can stop it. And if God has given us his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, will he much, not much more give us all things? And he's promised that. Let's look at Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, uh, verse 4 and 5. In that same line of truth, I believe, and I know you do too, but I'm just telling you what scriptures means to me. I could tell you about gifts because I, I love gifts, you know, and I love to give gifts, and that's a, a that's a great thing about scriptures. Uh, uh, that usually doesn't happen during the year, except for people's birthday, or anniversary, or you know, the child's birthday, or something like that to give gifts. But everybody gives gifts on Christmas. That's about that's good. That's a good thing. And if you didn't get a gift, you know, uh, then, then then just let uh, probably. Uh, okay, yeah, you said something. That, yeah, let, let's let Joshua know, and he'll get you one. <laughs> he'll get you a gift if you didn't get a gift. So, so thank you, Joshua. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. Isaiah fifty-three. This is uh, this this is a favorite. These two scriptures I'm giving. These these is oh my goodness gracious. They, these ooh they are so awesome awesome. It says surely. Our grief he himself bore. And our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chasing of our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourges we are healed. Now, there's Old Testament, and but it's a favorite scripture of mine. Uh, not that the Old Testament per se in that, but it, it, it's very important to me because at this time, this word is telling us about what's to come. And remember, everything's written in this thing right here called the Bible, the Holy Bible. It is true. So the, the, the greatest scripture 
to me is in Matthew chapter 8. Let's look there with me, please. Um, that is so, I mean, it's so, oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, because I like the New Testament also. But I said, oh, my goodness gracious. Matthew 8. Let's look at uh, verse 14. And we'll go through 16. When Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she got up and waited on him. Now, that is, to me, a miracle. And, it's, and I'm sure it's a miracle to you. Uh, and you think, now, how many people have ever been sick? Ha, have anybody in here ever had a fever? Sure, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Just think if, if, if just somebody came and just touched you and a fever left, and you can get up and go do everything that you wanted to do, nothing would, would hinder you from doing it. You're not, you're not weak anymore. You don't feel bad anymore. I said, that, 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 that's, you know, that's, that's something. That's good. That's good there. Then it says in verse 16, when evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, with a word. All he has to do is say a word. He can just say, leave, and it's gone. It's gone. And heal, how many? All who were ill. All who were ill. Now just think of how many people are ill. In Lynchburg, Virginia. In this room. You know. And I go to hospitals. The one here. Uh, I've been there and I've been to the cancer center. I've been to the, uh, in, in Chapel Hill. The cancer hospital there. A lot of people. A lot of people ill. A lot of people sick. Children. All ages. Not just older people. All ages. And he says he, he healed all who were, healed, who were ill. Verse 17 is my favorite right here. It says, this was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. We just see, see, we just read in the Old Testament. Remember? Isaiah chapter 6, 4. It says, He himself took out infirmities. And so I, I, I like the, the New Testament like this because uh, I know that infirmities, when you look it up, those are weaknesses from any illness. 
weakness from any disease, any uh, anything that happens to you, let's say the COVID-19, say if you get COVID, well, there are some There are some weaknesses, some infirmities that come with that fever, right? Cough. Because they ask me that question every month, you know, have you had a cough? Have you had no, 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 no. No to the next one too. No. You know? Have you been around? No. I haven't been around anybody. Cold. But there, there are some weaknesses that come with that. And he says that he himself took our weaknesses that comes from our disease because he carried away our diseases. I don't care whether it's cancer. I don't care whether it's pneumonia. I don't care whether it's uh, hepatitis. I don't care what it is. It says that he carried it away. He carried it away. And I said, well, Christmas means to me the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Jesus. He came and he came to take my infirmities. He came to carry away my disease. He came to carry away my family's disease, my family's sicknesses. He came away to carry away yours. I said that is the, that's what he he that's what he says. He said that he this was to fulfill. That means that that it's done. It's done. Fulfilling to me means that I don't have to be concerned about it anymore because what I have, they say I have uh, leukemia, they say this, and they say you might have this, they say you might have high blood pressure, they say you might have this or that, but it says here that he has fulfilled what he spoke in Isaiah. I'm showing you that I fulfilled it by I'm healing every single person that comes to me. I don't care what they have. I don't care if they're blind. I don't care if the demons are all over them. I don't care if they have a, a hundred demons. It doesn't matter. I'm going to cure every single person because I'm showing you I'm fulfilling that which was spoken of me. I'm here and I'm doing it. I've taken it and I'm carrying it away. And I said, that's special. That's special to me. Christmas is special to me because it is, it's, it's a realization that he came. Oh, he came. He came, and this is what he, he did for me because I want to know that because I can't, I can't depend upon the doctors to uh, give me some medicine that's going to take away leukemia. They, 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 they've tried that, and I'm, I'm taking medication now, but it hasn't done it yet. You, you see what I'm saying? God can use it if he wants to, but I'm telling you, Jesus said it is done. So therefore, what am I going to say? It's done. It's done. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what Christmas 
means to me. You know, I have, I have three things, and that's one of them. And, but I don't want to give the others because um, they're good. Whew, they're good to me because it's what Christmas means to me. But I want to hear somebody tell me what Christmas means to them. There's a, in a spirit of moment, you know. Do y'all like to move in the spirit or something, you know? Or, uh, do y'all like things that are spontaneous sometimes? Um, can the spirit even do that? Or everything has to be orchestrated and planned and everything like that? I, I mean, if you don't want to come in the stairs, if your legs too weak, we'll pray for you. You can come up those stairs, you know. Right here today, my Lord, today. Wouldn't that be great? You know? Or I can come down there. My legs are strong. You know? Yes, indeed. You can just wave it. I mean, anything. Just Okay, praise the Lord. You want me to come down there? You want to come up here? Come on up now. Come on up, yeah. The changing nature of how, you know, Christmas starts out being about childish things, you know, toys, Santa, candy, you know, receiving gifts, and then, and, and about baby Jesus in a manger. And then as you get older, you, you know who Jesus really is and what he can do. And you see him as the Messiah. You see his, his purpose for coming to earth. For dying on the cross. You see him as Emmanuel, God with us. Not just during, you know, Christmas, but every day walking with us. And so Jesus, Christmas means Jesus, but the Jesus that we see walking beside us every day. Um, He's not just in a manger. He's to be worshipped and praised. And all of those, you know, I grew up singing Christmas carols and, you know, I just love the beautiful music. That's a big part of Christmas for me. But it's another thing when you understand what those words mean. God and sinners reconciled. You know, all of those words, it's taken a while to, to make sense of all of those. But to really use those now and to sing them in a worshipful way. Um, I just, so for me, Christmas has been a changing and a growing thing for me. But it really is ultimately about Jesus from coming to earth. And then the Jesus who was also there in creation. The Jesus who died on the cross for my sins. The Jesus who who is coming again. You know, and the and the Jesus who is with me every day. So I that is really the process that has gone through my mind and um, that's what Christmas is. Jesus. Well Christmas to each different person, it probably starts from how you celebrated in your home growing up. And um, 
I'm sitting back there reminded how Christmas to me doesn't start on December 25. It starts, well, it's all year long uh, because you know you're you're his child and because he came, you're his child. But um, it starts four weeks earlier when we start to remember he's coming. We anticipate the Advent and remembering how the miracles that preceded his birth, the angels appeared, spoke. She saw an angel and and truth was spoken to her. And she pondered that. And it was like a secret, you know, before the whole world knew. That's just special, you know, so intimate. And then an angel appeared in a dream to Joseph. And all of those miracles that precede the grand birth, although it wasn't, it was humble. But to me, it's grand because of what it means now. But in the moment, it was lowly and humble and meek and mild. And, um, but in the looking forward to his birth, I see a parallel we're also supposed to look forward, anticipate with excitement the truth and the promise of his return for us. And that's also can be secret, intimate, because the Holy Spirit, you're, you're anticipating, but yet it's grand. We're supposed to tell the world and have them look forward to it also. And then the it, it's also about family and reconciliation and deferring to the other person and the pureness of love. Like, yeah, it's fun to receive their love and their blessing to us, but, you know, it's such a joy to give to your your loved ones and see their joy you know that they know you love them so yeah that's what Christmas means to me I found something about why there's Christmas uh, found it I think it's in Exodus which maybe you wouldn't think so but you know it, uh, Exodus and Leviticus and all that God was telling them to not a lot of things, but one thing was build a tabernacle for me because I want to live among you. And uh, why would what? Well, this see, Jesus came like uh, was just mentioned. God and sinners reconciled. There was a problem. Separation. You know, Jesus came to uh, deal with that problem, take our sins, and, and take that problem out of the way so that God could dwell among us. So, and see, at that, at that point, it was a tabernacle. It was a physical tent, and then later a building, and later... Jesus personally, you know, uh, physically, but then, you know, the whole idea was dwell among them. 
And then we think about that word, uh, Emmanuel. That's his name. And uh, so just, and, and partly why, uh, sorry about this shaking here. Um, partly why I saw something was because, you know, there was an, a challenge or an encouragement recently to read the Bible every day and read it more. And uh, I found that, you know, I think it's something when the leadership uh, gives out a, uh, an encouragement or a, a challenge or something. There's, there's a grace with it. And I found a grace to read the Bible more uh, in this recent season. So, see, that's part of it. It's all kind of working together. <laughs> and uh, grace and truth. God is so good, isn't he? He is so good. Well, um, that's the message that I had for you today. And God is so, so good because I didn't want to give uh, the three things I had why it meant to me. I wanted, I wanted to have people from the congregation to, to talk, to teach, to share. Because we're all one, and the scripture does tell us that we're supposed to come. One have a word, one have a, a song, one have. You, you want to be, you want to be ready to be used by God when you come to the house of God, because it's the word of God, and that's true. Also, is that we need to have opportunity for you to share what God has put on your heart, and so that's what we have done today. And uh, some might wonder, why do you have a service when you know that a lot of people out of town or this or that? And so it's because of what the Word said. The, the Word, to me, is very important that, in, uh, that we were singing, we need to glorify Him. It's his, it was his birthday. <laughs> Yesterday was his birthday. And he's given us strength. And so regardless of what anyone else does, it doesn't matter because I don't have anything to do with that. I have something to do with me and what God's given me to do for him. And I have never not had a service on this time of year. I don't care because Christmas moves from day to day. And next year, Christmas is going to be on Sunday. You know? And it has been on Sunday over the 24 years that I've, I've, I've been uh, leading. It's been on Sundays before. And, and, and I've been asked, hey, uh, are we going to have service on Christmas Day? Whose birthday is it, man? You know? Whose birthday is it? it does, he, does he deserve praise and glory? Are you able to come to the house of the Lord? Right? Uh, just alter your schedule. It's his birthday. And so uh, I've answered your question for next year. <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay. 
uh, because I, I, I just believe that I don't care whether it's just uh, the praise team and that's when you said a praise team, uh, they, they might not come. Well, I'll play a tape. I'll do something because he deserves to be praised and to be glorified. Okay? He really does. Okay? And, and we have done that today. And so we are ready now to, uh, for, to say, God, to you be the glory. We've done our best to glorify you. We've, we've sang together. We've met together. We've laughed together. And uh, now we're going to go home and we can continue our celebration because it's not going to end. It's not going to end just because Christmas was yesterday. It's not going to end. We're going to celebrate Jesus every day, right? Every day. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.